All right, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. You guys know we love to do a good live show once in a while, and we love a good backdrop. So how about this one? We are at the U.S. Open, the Country Club, at Brookline. Yeah, again. Again. We're back. We're back. And we're going to talk about a lot today. We're going to talk about our experience playing the course just last month. You're right. We got a chance to walk the course following a couple players around this morning. Yep. So we're going to tell you about some of the changes, what we've seen, mm-hmm. some of the history of the club. We've also kind of uh, took advantage of posting up here. We're inside the ropes. We're at the meet with media this week. Yeah. And uh, we made the opportunist decision <laughs> to post up right next to the bridge over to the practice facility where the players have to We're going to try it. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, if you're listening, don't worry. But if you watch it, you may see me dip out of frame. <laughs> Or in the middle of it, I I may scream at players to come over because we're going to try to score some fast-hitting interviews. I don't know if we'll get any. These guys are dialed in. It's a Wednesday. They're like in full prep mode, so I doubt any of them will come over. But, hey, you never know. We've we've done a few (laughs) polite asks here and there, and I will say it's a major. Things do change a little bit, and and they're starting to get those game faces on. Right. Uh, But it's our first day here. Like I said, we got to walk. The the course looks absolutely incredible. It sure does. We scored a day, huh? What a venue. (laughs) Uh, And just in general, the city right now, absolutely electric Boston. It really is. Because you've got this going on. You've Mm -hmm. got the NBA Finals. That's right. A lot of people I know tomorrow are trying. There's a few people. I shouldn't say a lot of people because not many can pull it off, but there's a few people trying to do the trifecta. Come here in the morning, then go to the, the, the Red Sox game in the afternoon and then go to the nba finals in the evening Jeez. that's a day of sports that's a right day there. of boston sports that absolutely is a day of sports but let's talk a little bit about the venue first and foremost we got to come here uh for media day early may learn a little bit more about it yeah uh, this is one of those incredibly historic clubs in fact the country club was one of the original few founding members of the usga Jeez, yeah so it yeah, goes way so back we, we got to hear some of the USGA representatives speak about this, and you could tell this one hits close to home for them. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, I remember being at that presser, how excited everyone up in this area in the USGA was to bring this back. I mean, they talked about the 1913 US Open when Francis we met one, and they had the artifacts there, yes. his ball, the clubs that he used. It was super cool. It was yeah. super cool. It, it, it is. And look, you got a little we met on your shirt there. You got them right here. <laughs> the, the cool thing about that, too, is, and, and we've kind of seen this in the progression, we actually had uh, guys like George Bryan on yep. the show, right, just a couple weeks ago. The fact that it's truly an open, yep. the fact that anyone effectively could qualify their way in. I say anyone, obviously there's some hurdles to get into the qualifying events. You've got to be at a certain level with your handicap. But if you've got a low enough handicap, you can go to these qualifying events and work your way in yeah i feel so like it's truly an open field. it is truly open but i feel like like as good as you are like someone like george you got to on that day you got to just have your a game yeah you because know? at the end of the day what's wild is some of the biggest names that we're used to seeing are also hopping in those qualifiers because some of them don't qualify automatically you know being right. outside of the top golfers i'm thinking a guy like ricky fowler i heard he might be here as like a second alternate he's you know there's imagine imagine the strength of a field when you've got a guy like Ricky who's sitting there waiting to see if he can get in. It's incredible. On, on you know, it really an is. alternate it type of thing. shows it's, you the power of the U.S. Open, man. It's, it really it's nuts. Does. But it's truly an open. And I think another reason in the story you're going to see more and more this week is talking about we met 1913. Just unbelievable. Here's a guy who's an amateur. Comes in, wins the U.S. Open. Wasn't he like a kid? Young? He was, he was young. a young guy. Yeah, and he young. was a local guy. Yeah. He was a local guy. And what's so crazy about that is like you think about it, there's no other sport that you can name where you have your biggest event, your major, your major events, whatever you want to call them, that an amateur can win that way in, prof- in all of professional sports. You don't have that. It's pretty nuts. Only it's, it's incredibly unique to golf. It's a crazy storyline. And there are some amateurs in the field. 
I'm getting chills even thinking about it. Can you imagine if an amateur won here? No. I couldn't imagine it would be it would be epic for his life and his career. It would, uh, but I, I can't see it. There's just I don't know. There's a lot of strength in this field. We see it. There is, and I want to talk about some of the guys we followed yeah. this morning. We were on the practice facility, which what you see right behind us is the uh, the put, the putting and the chipping and short game practice facility. They've got the range. Speaking of which, it's amazing the amount of changes they've had to make to this golf course in order to make it be able to host something like this. Right. Yeah. So first and foremost, behind us. You can see, and possibly in the distance there, is the this huge, huge net that was put up, because the driving range here is not big enough right. for this. Like no, a normal day, if you were just here playing as a member, the driving range you can't even hit driver. Right, you can't. So now imagine guys like the Shambos out there yeah. cranking drives. Uh-huh. So what they ended up doing is they they rerouted a lot for this. They ended up closing two holes and turning it into a driving range. Because there's another course on grounds. Right. Right. The nice thing about the country club is that there's three nine-hole courses here. Mm-hmm. So they're able to change that routing. But again, going back to the historic, this is the first time they're going to be back to playing that original 1913 routing. Which includes that chip shot of a par three that you don't see in events like this. So I think tipping it out, what was it, 137? 137. From the tips? I mean, can you imagine? Probably plays a little. I don't know if 37 was the number that Bone shouted at JT as a, as a with the slope. Yeah. 131, Zach saying. 131, Zach's Okay, but still, I mean, that's like a, a little wedge shot for these guys, but on a dangerous green. And you witnessed that dangerous green. Sure did. <laughs> I hit the middle of the green. The, and when we were playing, the day we were playing, the flag was, was you know, front left, way up front left, and there's a little depression in the green. And I hit the middle of the green, thought I was in good shape, just tapped it. It rolled right off the green. I know. And that's what I think is going to be the story here. It's it's not going to be necessarily the guys who are big boomers booming the ball. Yeah. Right? So 131, it's it's almost any golfer can hit that shot. Now, right. some may be a wedge, some may be a driver, but anybody can almost hit that distance. Yeah. And what you think about it is, like, what are the real defenses out here? Well, the rough, number one. You got to witness it. I got to witness it today. Well, I dropped the ball in there. Um, disappeared. Disappeared. You and know, then, I mean, I know everyone does that with the with like the open, like yep. the how deep the rough is, but you have to see. You got to see it in person to believe it, to put your hand in it, to feel how shaggy it is. If the ball is in that rough, it is. I think the only play is to punch it back to out into play. You got to get something and very high lofted yeah. and just get it up and out because you're just not going to move it through that rough. Well, that's what we saw, especially on that hole when we got to watch. We followed JT, and by the way, huge thank you to the USGA, giving us credentials, allowing us to come here to cover the event. We appreciate it and. As part of that, we were able to follow the players. And we're walking down the fairway following JT and Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns in the first group. Yeah. And to see these guys, you know, you and I, we, we stand on the tee we're going driver all day. <laughs> to see them try to control just three wood because the key is keep the ball in the fairway. It's remarkable to watch these guys play. You learn a lot. Well, one thing that our caddy told us when we played it that I'll, I'll never forget, he said that this course, it's all position. Yep. You don't overpower this course. Because mm-hmm. there's even there's a short drivable. You drove it par four. Yeah. Right? You just don't overpower this course. Here comes Xander. So he said, I don't care. You could be the best golfer in the world. If you're out of position, yeah, there's Xander Schauffele right there. Yeah. You you are not going to win here. You're not going to score here if you're out of position. Yeah. yeah That's right. what he told us. Yeah. That was just, you know, the reality. Right. Um, so it's going to come down to knowing the course, course knowledge. One thing I want to talk about is how we watch them practice because you learn so much. It's just as amateur golfers, you can learn so much about the way these guys practice, mm-hmm. but also equipment. We'll dive into that in a second. Again, 
you know, felt very honored that we got this opportunity because they're so busy on Major Week. We got to dip into the Titleist equipment truck. Super cool. Now let's Super cool. rewind a sec because we got up here yesterday and we went to Manchester Lane, their ball fitting facility. Yes. And we started there. We were poking around. We were having some fun. We love that place. It's like a playground. Then we got to go play uh, golf with one of our, our Titleist reps. Super fun. Great course. We had a gorgeous day for it. So much great golf around this area, by the way. So much. Yeah. So much. You know, then we came here and to what you were saying, we went into the tour truck. I always love going in the tour truck to see how these guys prepare their players for an event like this. It's just the love that goes into loft angles and lies and making sure every grip is lined just perfectly. Fresh grooves, fresh grips. It's insane. When there's this much on the line, I mean, they do this for arguably every PGA Tour event. Yep. But when there's a major on the line, especially, there is not... You know, an I that's not dotted, a T that's not crossed. Like, you go in there. First, I couldn't believe in the tour truck, they can build anything, any club. They're, they're, in that truck, they have everything. They can build every club in the line. Mm -hmm. But also, anything, yeah. the fact that they are checking lofts and lies and rechecking them on every club every day in here. It's wild. You know, leading up to the event is so incredible. Because, you know, we were talking, like, with Scotty with the putter. And, you know, it's like... The slightest lean on the putter could have your little bit of a, a loft angle that's off, you know, just rebending and reshaping these clubs to make sure that they're ready to go. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Bones. Yeah. Bones, Mackay, JT's caddy. The guy's just asking for an autograph. He goes, no, I'm sorry. I'm not a player. Um, but, but, but yes, but you're right about is, that. Like I said, when we got in there. Uh, we talked a little bit with AD, Aaron Dill, talking about the wedge. Wedge, obviously, being the scoring club that we're going to see a lot here. Yep. Just making sure these guys are dialed because what we saw was out there, the rough and the bunkering. Just yeah. so, lots of deep bunkering, lots of rough. And what, one thing is, you're going to wa see this a lot, and I don't know how much it'll translate. Hopefully some of you are getting to come here and watch it in person. But if you're watching on television, I don't know how much this will translate. These are truly like dime-sized greens. Yeah, they really are. We dime saw a lot size. of guys practicing putting. Here comes Kevin not walking. The guys, there's going to be a lot of distractions. Yeah, I'm losing I'm my, sorry. I'm Kevin, losing go get him this week, man. You got it. But you got literally such small greens, some of these greens. And, and go back to that, that par three, that short par three. Yeah, exactly. Right? As a perfect prime example, it's a short little shot. There's there's nah. He's walking up. So that guy, they got a good look at the uh, where we're standing. You could see it. Yeah, and guys, if, if you listen to the podcast, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe on YouTube. We're trying to do a lot more of the, the video stuff, bring you along. You can see this stuff. But but on the putting, though, we, we did get to sit over here and watch him, like, stand next to him. And the amount of drills that they were doing, the, yes. the, the gate drill and the tees, like, we need to practice like that. A we lot don't. Of pressure. <laughs> but that reminded me. So when we get out there and we're following the guys around, one thing, when you get to see a practice round, you get to see a lot more of their thought process of how they prep. Yep. And one thing that I thought was really interesting is they've got these little markers that like simulate a cup, yep. right? a little cup marker. And what they're going to do is they get out there and everybody in the group, they're putting a, at least four to five pin placements out there. Do you think those are the actual, do they know the placements for the week? I think with, well, when, you know, obviously when you have a green and pin, there's, there's the different quadrants where there can be a pin. Got it. So I think what they're doing is they're just seeing how the ball is going to roll in those different areas. And you contrast that to guys like us, <laughs> like as AMS, when we go out and play a course, like think about coming out and play here. We just get to the first, like, like right. T-Box and we're like, SK, like, all right, where's my line? Right, Where do exactly. I, hit? Like, I think, I think it's like, going a little left to right. Right there. <laughs> and then you get on the green and like it's your first time walking the green. It's nothing like that. This is a totally different world. Yeah, totally. They're out there. They're putting their pin placements. They're not just putting to wherever the pin was that day. They're making sure to hit on every single one of these greens. We're watching them hit 10, 15 putts. Usually, 
somewhere around five, six chip shots. Yeah. They'll usually go and throw a couple balls in a couple bunkers where they feel like they might be. So they're hitting dozens and dozens of shots I'd around love that to, cup. I would love to do that. In a, I would love to go play golf like that. Can you imagine? Just practice that the, way. Everybody holding know, up behind I us. Know, I know, I know. It'd kill a lot of people. But it's true. Them. Like, if you think about it, yeah. with course knowledge. Here we go. Who's teeing off here? Let's see. Let's just see who we got here. We got a, is that speed? I don't know. I, I can't really see down there. Tough to see over the crowd. It's but, tough to see over the crowd. But yeah, so like you think about that, like the um, the difference when you when something like you say like where you're going to be in position matters so much. Having that knowledge now, knowing how a, you know a ball is going to roll to a certain spot on that green, yep. and then not only the players but the caddies are taking detailed notes throughout that whole yeah. process. And not to mention like JT, those guys, they went out early, they played a full eighteen or maybe nine. I don't know how how far they a lot go. These guys been here since Monday playing, right? But then when they're done, they come right over the putting green and they just putt and putt and they go to the sand, the short right. game area, and they just chip, putt. These guys are really getting dialed in. So I'm laughing because I'm thinking about us, like far from the car. We laugh about like how many of us like jump out of the car. Yeah. And by the way, go to the first tee. And then when we're done, the first thing we do is like either hit the 19th hole yeah. or we're out. These guys. But look, this is their living. This is their life. They, they, they're like you said, they're here at sunup, warming up, putting. Right. They play their practice round. And they're back on that practice facility for the afternoon. It's awesome. And I know if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you know that my ultimate get is JT. Yeah. I've always wanted to just get, I don't know, five minutes with him. And I was able to get a fist pound. I got a fist bump from him today. So I'll kind of take that for now. That's something. And hey, how nice is it walking with them, walking cool. behind the group, and just seeing the way that these guys play the ball, the way that these guys hit the ball is just how, incredible. How about his father, Mike Thomas? Yeah. The little backpack that holds his foresight. Yeah. That he takes it out for every shot, even the fairway shots. And then he picks it up, puts it back in his bag, and puts it on his shoulder. Every hole. For real. Like I said, <laughs> like, talk about how serious this is. Imagine your practice round and every every single shot, he's dropping a launch monitor there with him. I know. You I know. know. It's, it's, it's just incredible the amount of prep work that truly goes into this. It really is. And I want to I talk about a lot more things. I want to try to get some players on. Let's do a quick Definitely word. Definitely want to even talk maybe about some of our own picks. I want to talk about some of our picks because yeah. we got a little bit of money on this this week. We do. We're stoked. We do. Uh, let's do a quick you know, ad read. Let's, yeah, let's do a quick word from our sponsor. We'll take a break. And I also want to get back to and even talk a little bit about some of the stuff we saw in the, in the tour truck and things right. like that. Yep. So let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back. All right, guys. Of course, we want to thank Titleist for sponsoring this podcast. Incredible, like I was talking about earlier, the amount that Titleist goes into preparing their players for an event like this. We got to get them the Titleist tour truck. Check out our YouTube channel. We're going to do a whole video, a walkthrough. It really is truly incredible that what goes into it. And we're proud to be part of Team Titleist. And you guys can join Team Titleist too. Just go to Titleist.com slash Team Titleist. Lots of just really amazing events, exclusive merchandise, all that. You can be a part of it. So go to Titleist.com slash Team Titleist and join us on Team Titleist. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, guys. It's free to join. I um, want to thank Gosling's Rum. I mean, if you missed last week's show, we had Malcolm Gosling Jr. on the show. We were talking about rum. We were talking about the history of Gosling's Rum. And what's cool, and we didn't talk about this on the show yet, but you went full-time golficity. Yeah. Congratulations. And I say that because you were celebrating with some of that old rum. I did. You I were did. sipping that old rum from Gosling's. Uh, they're you know, big partners of the show. I want you guys to check them out. And they're even going to hook you guys up with $15 off on their website, goslingsrum.com. That's right. You can get the alcohol. You can get the merch. $15 off. Use code GOLFICITY at checkout. Visit goslingsrum.com. Make yourself a dark and stormy. You won't be uh, unhappy about that. And drink. guys, I, I do appreciate you. that old rum. I did get to celebrate a little yeah, bit with that. Yeah, good for you, man. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right, we got the Precision Pro NX10 right here with us at Brookline. We're actually using it to fire at players. It's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> just to see how far away and, and who's in there. But you got to check out the new NX10 from Precision Pro. It's their latest rangefinder in their lineup. Super fast, really sturdy. Uh, I'm really loving it. I mean, one of the, the best features of, is how fast it is. Yeah, and absolutely. And the customization is the big thing with the NX10. Yeah. So obviously, you know, extending that NX lineup with the that. NX10, uh, it's got all those features we talked about, slope and everything like that. But the customization. That's the big part. That's really cool. You can customize the look and feel however you'd like it. You can go to the Precision Pro website, check out some of the customization options. A week like this week. I love the American flag. One. That would be cool. Yeah, right. U.S. Open, right? You're so here. lots of stuff. And also you can support a lot of your favorite creators. They've teamed up with guys like Eric Anders Lang, Random Golf yep. Club, No Lang Up, Fried mm. Eggs Off. You've got all the different sleeves, I guess you would call them, for the customization that you can put on the NX10. So customize your rangefinder. Definitely check that out. And I just shot Max Home is 50 yards away, but he's playing about 53. Yeah. <laughs> And last but not least, want to thank FootJoy. Guys, the Tor Alpha from FootJoy leads the pack in the most tech-focused, crazy comfortable, win-ready shoe in golf. I wore it the other day, and in fact, we're catching a few guys. Yeah, we are. We'll see out there this Definitely. week wearing that brand new Tor Alpha. It truly is one of the most advanced stability shoes out there. They've got that OPS system. It provides ultimate support and control through the golf swing, and it's available in a bunch of colors. I love that gray and white combo. That's what I was Sleek. rocking. It's cool. Plus, you've got either the laced or the boa version. I, I tell you what, especially when I'm wanting to make sure I get it just literally yeah, dialed, dialed in, in just right, you just love click that, that thing in and you're good to go. So, guys, check out the new Tour Alpha at footjoy.com. All right, let's get back to the uh, show. All right, guys, we're back. Um, so, yeah, so we were talking a little bit earlier about the equipment, the equipment prep that goes into it. Yep. Um, one big one was too, like on the putting surface, I think I've seen guys spend, if I would say like all of their practice time, some guys are somewhere around 60% of their, you know, their time is spent on that practice screen yep. and we're seeing a lot of working with the putters. In fact, we even saw a lot of the waiting, you know, they're making waiting adjustments out there yeah, as they're getting yeah. ready. Uh, we got to it's see a little bit more of that in the tour it. truck. Right. So just absolutely from an equipment standpoint, just really kind of fine-tuning things out there. It's just so amazing what goes into it. We got guys like us who, like, we have dirt in our grooves when we go out there. These guys are changing <laughs> out weights. You know, it's it's a different world. Well, but it's, there's playing, a lot more on the line, right? A, lot, <laughs> a whole lot more than we are. Um, but as far as venue goes, just again, super been super friendly as far as for fans we got a way to make our way around the merchandise tent by the way i don't know if you're going to be coming here at all for any days you got to check you out the merchandise merch tent. Tent. I, I mean the thing's the size of a mall it's and it's huge. a tent it's huge yeah, it's you know. definitely the biggest one that i've seen out there by far yeah and, and loads of cool stuff i mean zach dropped a zach pretty stocked up in there, pretty penny zach, zach. zach what you what you getting there you went a little nutty in there or what he's working on his microphone i don't know if he can get it on but let's just say uh, that hat he's wearing is pretty sleek. That's actually a hat that I would rock. Yeah. Here, actually, take that. Like, can you take it off? Nah, I mean, come into frame here a little bit. Here, you can see Zach's face. He's always behind the camera. <laughs> this is Brookline hat. Dropped a lot of money in that merch he, tent. He did yeah. drop a lot of money, but hey, that's that's what he does. So, yeah, the merch tent, but also a course like this. I mean, traditionally, some of these older courses don't always have, unfortunately, the, the ability to host a big event. They don't. Because some of them, they're just in tight spots and things like that. Right. That's something that 
it's incredible what they've done here at the country club to make that happen. And I think a big part of that is helping us being having the three nines. Yeah. Changing that routing, making sure that routing is there so that they can squeeze in things like huge hospitality tents, uh, ability for, you know, fans that really get mm-hmm. into spots and see what's going on right and we heard uh we were actually chatting with a with a friend of zach's before who was saying that they actually made one hole that that was two holes they turned it into one and when this event's over they're going to literally go in the fairway and cut the green back out yeah and remake it two holes again it's, it's amazing what they do to put a course together for an event like this it takes not only a lot of work it takes a lot of patience from the members here yeah the members They've got to put up with all this in the grand. We were here in May. May 1st. Uh, and, yeah. and the grandstands were, were I would say, about 60%, 70% of the way up at that point. Yeah, like 40-something days ago. So they were up for a while. So it makes you wonder how much time it takes to build something like this. And it just, it's months. It's months and months and months of prep. It's years of prep if you really think about what goes into it, getting the event ready. Getting it ready. Getting everything lined up. Right. But Again, I think it's a course that's going to be very friendly for spectators, being able to find spots, move around to different spots, um, and and be able to see what's going on. Yeah. I want to talk about some of our experiences, because we've done this before. This is actually our first major we're covering with credentials. Is that correct? I was at the PGA Championship at Bethpage. Yes. uh, But I went as, I think, just a spectator. Uh, I don't think we've covered a couple of PGA Tour events. We've done some podcasts, but this has been a treat, you know, because it's such a high be, caliber. It might be my first major. It might be your person. first major you've ever been to. Because I, I was you away were in Kiwa. Kiwa when you were when I wasn't. Were I was the, jealous of that. Yeah. So this is yeah, my first major. It's your person. first major, and you're covering it as media. Yeah. It's hard, pretty sweet. Hard to beat that. Yeah. But uh, what do you say? Let's let's talk about some of the players we're, we're excited about let's dive into some picks let's dive into some picks um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into some picks and we've got a a, a brand new partner sponsor in the show DraftKings. really really exciting offer for you guys this week and all you know this this segment this segment's gonna be sponsored by DraftKings. here's the deal guys you're not gonna want to miss this one if you're a new customer if you haven't tried DraftKings sportsbook yet now's the time to do it i'm looking at this deal $25 deposit, right? When you sign up, $25 deposit gets you $100 yeah, it's, in free it's bets. it's not too good to be true. It's real. Instantly. So $25 yeah. gets you $100 in free bets instantly. All you got to do to get that deal is be a new customer for DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code GOLFICITY, G-O-L-F-I-C-I-T-Y. I'm going to be honest, I took advantage of it myself. Sure did. You won your first bet. I did. And I won my first bet. You basketball game? I bet. First night I downloaded it. Warriors. I bet on the NBA Finals. Yep. Warriors covering the spread. They did it. But I unlocked those $100 in free bets. So I was able to put a couple down, a couple guys out here in the field, which we'll talk about. And if any of them hit, it's going to be a pretty big weekend for me. Uh, yo, same. I, I got 25 uh, I, One of those $25 bets, uh, you get four of them. So $25 bets. I, I threw it on Zalatoris. Zalatoris. And okay. he's at uh, 25 to 1. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice payout if he wins. Yeah, so you know, let, let's get into some of our picks. But first, guys, don't miss the action for golf's third major. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that code GOLFICITY uh, at sign-up. Deposit $25, like I said before, and $25 or more. And one, you'll get $100 in free bets instantly. That's code GOLFICITY at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, minimum age and restrictions apply. See our show notes for full details yeah. on that. One of my, one of my so buddies. let's talk about our picks. Yeah, and before we do the picks real quick, one of my buddies reached out and was like, he was trying to work the magic, and I was like, hey, listen, other than the code, golficity.com slash DraftKings. That'll work, too. That works, too. So but there you go. Use that code golficity at use sign up. Use the code up, when you sign up. And when you place that first bet, you're going to get $100 unlocked, and maybe use some of these picks here. So, All right, so we started you talking about Zalatoris. Who's your guy? I got a couple guys that I put some money on this okay. week. Okay. All right. I also threw a couple on Zalatoris. 
I think it's an, almost a no-brainer. He's locked in, and we've seen him in majors well knocking in majors. on the door. He's a guy you can tell takes the majors very seriously. We saw him out there on the putting green before. He looks good. He looks confident. Doesn't look nervous at all. Looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, he, he looks he looks prime. He does. Yep. But the other guy, I feel like at this point, you're silly if you don't throw a couple of bucks. Speed. No, no. Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, Yeah, true. I mean, come on. At this point, he's he's proven in majors. We've seen it over and over again. And I think everybody who didn't have him last time he won is kicking themselves. They're just thinking, like, how could he do it again? Well, you know what? When these guys get hot, they'll do it again. Yeah, he looked pretty good today. I mean, we watched him on that chip shot par three. He put it to, like, a foot. Yeah. Everyone went nuts in a practice round. But he looks dialed. And, and, and some of these guys, you can just tell, they're gamers for the big games. Yeah. Scott, a guy like Scotty just absolutely dialed in and unfazed. I think that's the biggest thing is unfazed. But unfazed is the right word. As Mike was saying earlier, my other guy, Spieth. I'm pulling it up right now. That's what I'm doing. Spieth's a great pick. Spieth is my other guy because I'll tell you what. We've seen this year has been kind of the year of turnaround for Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's starting to knock on the door. We've seen, and I know some people have been commenting, seemingly some funky changes with with his swing, right. trying some different things out. But I think a lot of what you're seeing and a lot of that, it's exaggerated moves that he's doing on the range. When he's out there, he's got a nice, smooth, comfortable swing. You could tell the trigger that he's using is working. And the reason why I like speed this week, we said it earlier, this is not a course that you overpower. This is a positional course. You've got a ton of experience in speed and Greller, that combo team. Yep. But on top of that, I put Spieth's wedge game up against anybody in the field. If if Spieth's flat stick gets hot, I think with that and the wedge game, that's what wins here. Yeah. These are dime-sized greens. Mm-hmm. This is this is a course that's, like I said, it's positional. I think if you can see, if, if Spieth can be really solid inside that 100, 150 yards, it's going to be lights out. going to be lights out. And there goes just like sauntering across the parking lot, the defending champ, John Rahm. Awesome. By the way, I want to add one more pick. I'm going to go super long shot for you guys who like to bet those 80, 80 to 1 plus. I love Aaron Wise. I love how he finished not long ago. I believe it was the Memorial. He was like second. Um, not so much on the 80 to 1 to win, but what I love about DraftKings are all these other prop bets. You could just pick him to finish in the top five at 12 to 1. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you throw 100 bucks on Aaron Wise, he finishes in the top five, it's $1,200. What's your thoughts on a ROM repeat? <sighs> it could happen. I'm not going to rule it out. That's the thing. Any of these guys could win, but you know how hard it is I think he dials it up for events like this. Yeah, he wants to win majors. We know that. Yeah. He says he's going to beat Tiger all Jack's record or whatever. So yeah. a guy who's got that much confidence in majors, I, I wouldn't bet against him. I'll tell you what. The one thing we too we got to talk about here, it's on everyone's tongue, live. Yeah. Right? So this is the first event where you've got guys who have, you know, I guess whatever you want to call it, defected mm-hmm. to live, and they're now playing alongside the guys who yep. are still on the PGA Tour. We're seeing tour. a little beef. We are. We're seeing a little bit of back and forth. We're seeing a little bit of tension. Yeah. Um, you can kind of just kind of tell it. Uh, but on the same token, we're also, and we saw it last week with Rory, there's a bit of motivation, too, for the guys who didn't go over. Yeah, right. Just kind of want to, I don't know. Like Rory said it was a statement. He wanted to make that now, statement. Now, this is not, I'll give you, it's not a PGA Tour event. Right. It's a USGA event. Um, and there, too, it's interesting, USGA made the decision. You know, they, they pride themselves on being very open. They were going to keep it open. They were not going to ban anyone mm-hmm. from playing. Um, but, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, what's what's your thoughts here? I mean, what did, did you see out there? Did you see anything awkward or anything between the guys? I, think, I didn't see anything between the guys, but I, I see. You know, I just saw Kevin Na. He was walking kind of alone. You know, a lot of guys have been kind of buddy and buddy and walking, playing, hanging near each other, chatting with each other. And some of the live guys, um, you know, I see Bryson behind me before. They were just kind of on their own, and I don't know if it was like people just want to stay away from them. They're kind of trying to beef with them, whatever the case may be. But I haven't seen anything directly. From what we just read on like social. Well, the thing too is there's so much. Done. There's yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, Phil. It, it, a lot of people talked about how the, it was a seemingly very uncomfortable interview that Phil had to do. Um, but I think what you got to have is still a lot of dust still has to settle with it. It's still a very new wound. Yep. For a lot of these guys, as far as what they're going to do, and it's just it's the first time we've seen really in professional golf a little bit of a tearing apart. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of brought guys apart and, and caused them to really. It was it's a very like kind of binary thing. They were choosing sides, either uh, one or the other. It didn't seem like there was much wishy washiness. So it, it's something that I haven't seen stuff like that tension in the golf world like that in a long time. I, I mean, you mentioned before how interesting the conclusion of this would be if an amateur won. I'm going to spin that and say how interesting it would be if a live member won. And how the crowd would receive it. What would the ceremony be like? Would people cheer them? Would people boo them? Would any of the other players congratulate them? Right. We don't know. We are waiting to see. It's only Wednesday. And and the shuffling continues. We just saw the news just hit this morning of of Dustin Johnson uh, appealing to try to join, I think, the DP World Tour. To keep his world ranking status. Right. Because right now, I think what the problem is, is that as Moynihan talked about it being exhibition matches, yep. right, for Liv. So uh, as far as I know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, I don't believe there's any type of sanctioning, anything that would allow them to continue to rank up points for official World Golf rankings. Mm-hmm. And then you think about events like this, where that's one of those entry points. If you're a certain spot in the world, you you punch your ticket to, to the major. So guys are going to want to be able to still do that. And if they're suspended indefinitely from the PGA Tour, you know, right now, live is not that many events and it's not counting towards it. They're going to have to find somewhere else to play. So I think what we're going to see is a lot of that kind of posturing in different spots and being like, what else can I do? What legally can I do? What loopholes can I do? Yeah. Of where can I play? Yeah, um, it's going to be, but it's also going to force the hand of some of these other uh, tours like the DP World Tour to say, whose side of the fence are they going to be on? Yeah. Are they going to? Go the PGA Tours route and say I do what the tour does, and if the tour ban- if the tour suspending, I'm suspending. Or are they going to make kind of their own decision? I think that too could be something that kind of kind of tears a little bit of that fabric apart. I that think so. Previously, was you know the, the tours all kind of work together. Yeah, I mean, what were your thoughts on some of those press conferences? Like even Brooks was like. You guys are talking about something that happened last week. Can we talk about the U.S. Open? And it's part of it's true. Like We're here for the Open, but I get it. It is trending news. It needs to be talked about. Brooks Brooks didn't want to really talk about it, but on the same token, the media wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't. 100%. And I think that that's just one thing that has to be done. It's the question that people want to know. They know that fans want to hear that answer. So the question is going to be asked, and and I think Kepka has always been the kind of guy, if he doesn't want to talk about something, he's not going to. He's not going to. There's George Gankas. I'm going to go get a quick lesson from him. But uh, now you're absolutely right. I mean, Brooks is Brooks. He's going to do his thing and be Brooks, you know, say what he wants to say. It's his right. attitude. He came across, a lot of people said he came across as arrogant. That's Brooks. That's just what he does. Yeah. So he's always been that way. Yeah, so. I can't speak to it firsthand because we weren't here yesterday to see it. But it's, I don't know. Either way, it's going to be interesting. And I think we're going to continue to see, as I said, we're not quite in the dust settling phase yet. I think we're still in the kind of like things are all up in the air, the tearing apart type of thing. 
we'll see how that starts to settle down and then what decisions are made and where all these guys land. It's going to be right now we're seeing, like I said, we just saw DeChambeau now also joining. And I think that's a, that's a huge loss for the PGA tour to to have to suspend a guy like Bryson who brings a lot of eyeballs and a lot of attention. It's only 28, Yeah, but I feel like he has, he has eight PGA, he has eight wins at 28. Get this. Got eight wins. He has a major. Now he's got a hundred million to go to live. And, he said, I remember him saying the other day, it was a business decision. That's why you just leave I it I believe at. it was eight wins. He kept saying it's a business decision, business decision. Yeah. I don't know. Fact, me, fact check me on the wins. You know what? It is, I get it. It's a business decision when it comes to the money, but it, it's a, there's a career decision too. You have to kind of decide. Like, as a guy, like, what are you looking for? What, where are you, what are you chasing? Are you chasing any type of records? I want to try to get Xander. Xander, we got a quick question? It'll be quick. I want to in front. Oh, my man. All right, real easy ones too. How's the course playing? Very hard. Very hard. Yeah. What's the winning score going to be this week? I have no idea. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Be quick. <laughs> no, we know your time's limited. Thanks, bud. There you go. We got one. Yeah. So uh, now I'm all over the place. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> I, know. I, I knew I lost him when he locked eyes with Xander. Over yeah. There. Um. Anyway. It's probably a good, good, good time to wrap it, huh? We should start a whole new <laughs> segment called Mike's 10-second interview. That's it. I had those two questions locked for a week. How's the course playing? What's going to be the winning score? Hard? Course is hard? I don't I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, that would be an appropriate place to leave it. So anyway, we're going to enjoy the U.S. Open. Hope you guys enjoy it as well. Like we said earlier, make sure if you haven't played yet, if you want to get in a little bit of that action, Download that DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code GOLFICITY. Deposit 25 bucks and get 100 bucks in free bets to play with. Guys, help week. us out. It does help us out. So thank you. It but does. by the way, you can win money too. So hey, it's come on. It's a win-win. All right. That's everything we have for you guys this week. We're going to go enjoy the Open. Like I said, hope you guys do too. And we'll see you next week. 